It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's South Week, bringing you yet again another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So feel free to head on over to one of those podcast locations. Check out the podcast. You'll be able to listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week. Just go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, head over there, download it, subscribe to it, and listen to it. We would really appreciate it. So head on over there once again, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Uh, But my name is Alfie. Once again, fill it in for uh, WB, who's continuing to recover from uh, throat situations. And uh, I thought he'd be on the program uh, this week. I called to uh, check in on our fearless leader, and apparently Barb is now answering his phone, because once again, the doctors have recommended that he not talk. Uh, To give you an update, because I'm getting blown up on our social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, people asking me how William is doing, if he's getting better, when will he be back on the program full time? Well, the latest information I got from Barb when I tried to call William earlier today to check on him was that uh, he is scheduled for surgery. He's going to go into surgery sometime in early September uh, to hopefully repair some uh, some damage, I guess, to his vocal cord area. I'm not exactly sure. Please do not quote me on this. All I can tell you is what Barb told me, which was the next step in Williams' recovery is having a surgery, uh, which will occur sometime in early September. So uh, between now and then, he's allowed to talk pretty much limitedly. Uh, He's not allowed to talk really at all. Uh, He can a little bit, but the doctors are totally recommending that he try to not speak as much as possible. So, William, if you're out there listening, buddy, get better. Uh, Check in with us. Of course, we'll keep you updated. And I'm going to try to encourage uh, William to head over to our Facebook page or on Twitter to update our listeners to let them know what's going on. So he'll be able to update update you on his condition at Facebook. So head on over to Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week and like the page. And then also on Twitter, follow us at SRW Radio uh, over there on uh, Twitter. And, of course, you can email me anytime, 24-7, at srwradio at yahoo.com. But we got another exciting episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you this week in just moments. We're going to be speaking with Pitt reporter for NASCAR coverage on NBC, Parker Klingerman, as we'll talk to him about what's going on in the world of NASCAR. Also, a very tight and close playoff race as only one spot is available in the playoffs. 15 drivers are into the playoffs via a win that leaves one position available. So we'll talk to Mr. Klingerman and get his thoughts on that tight, tight playoff battle uh then following him we're going to be speaking with uh the one and only the host of prn of the track lenny Batiki, get the latest in short track news and then we're going to be speaking to a record-breaking female driver that's right she is the winningest driver in the history of hickory speedway katie hedinger will be joining us to talk about that great record and her career and how she got started in racing just sit back relax Get set to enjoy another great episode for you this week of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio 
Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we're very honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a winner in the Truck Series and also a pit reporter for the National Broadcasting Company during NASCAR coverage here in 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Parker Klingerman! Mr. Klingerman, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Sir, hopefully you're having a fine day today, my friend. Yes, definitely. Appreciate you having me on. It was quite an introduction. Hey, when we have a big deal guest on, we always got to give him a big deal introduction. So, of course, you fit the bill there, sir, as not only are you a pit reporter for NBC Sports on NASCAR, but also a winner earlier this year in the uh, Truck Series in Mid-Ohio. Before we talk about the season and what's going on with the National Broadcasting Company, uh, let's talk about your win, man. That must have been a, a, a quite quite a, a feat for you to win there at, at Mid-Ohio on that road course. Yeah, that was awesome. Really cool for our whole team and obviously the Hendersons and Food Country USA and everyone who makes that possible. We, uh, you know, we, we're a small team, but we are a small team that chooses our races believing that these are races that we can win, right? Um, and we've been so close over the last two years and run up front in multiple top fives and tons of top tens and just felt like it was, uh, you know, well, any race that we showed up, we had a chance to win. We finally got it done. And we didn't just luck into it. You know, we dominated, led uh, a ton of laps and, uh, you know, won a stage, was front row and qualifying. It just overall was an awesome weekend and really proud of the whole team. And for me, it was super cool because I've been telling everyone that would listen that uh, I'm driving at a high level right now and, and that, you know, I knew I could win more races and it was cool to get one done on a road course. Now, I know you're looking for a full season, hopefully next year in in 2023, but let me ask you, do you think, do you find it as a bit of an advantage that you are racing currently in the truck series part-time and then also kind of an analyst for NBC? Do you kind of, do you you find that it helps you a little bit? Um, you know, I think they, they, they definitely help each other. Um, at times, I think, you know, the hardest thing for me is just the schedule, right? It's, uh, I have a, I have a pretty brutal schedule mixing it all together, um, at times, so, and it's, I think, you know, switching hats sort of thing can be uh, can be difficult at times, but they definitely help each other, right? Like if I learn something on the driving side that I bring to the TV side, well, then the TV side, you know, really gains from that, I hope. And then, you know, vice versa, when I'm doing TV and it makes me think it'll hire, you know, sort of a bigger picture sort of mentality and that sort of thing, I think it just makes, uh, puts a lot of things in perspective for me on the driving side. So, it's uh i think they're, they're definitely complimenting each other it's a it's a fun mix it's a cool mix but it's definitely you know, at times can be uh pretty pretty tiring especially those days where i race and do tv on the same day like those those are big days so um i but i you know i'm gonna keep doing it as long as i can uh keep up the energy to do it <laughs> there you go and also one of the interesting things as i read an article about you is that the henderson motorsports team is is based out of uh, in Virginia, so you're not uh, one of those teams that are down there in, in Concord and have your shop down there. Uh, how's it like having the shop in Virginia? And as reading the article, it's kind of cool because the local community is kind of taken to you guys as kind of that home team, that representation. Tell me a little bit about what's it like having the shop there in Virginia and then the local community really kind of supportive of you guys. 
Yeah, so I like to say we're like the high school football team uh, in Abingdon, Virginia, because <laughs> when we come and race there in Bristol, uh, you know, we get to do it twice now with the dirt race and then obviously the, the summer night race. And it's so cool seeing the town, you know, support of that race team and how they all come to the shop and they'll come to the Food Country USA's and we do signings and just tell us how much, you know, they, they love following that hometown team. And it's really cool for the Hendersons. Uh, for Chris Carrier, they all, you know, live there, grew up there, and, and are now, you know, a winning NASCAR team out of Abington, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Bristol. So it's uh, it's a really cool atmosphere, a great town. I love going there. I love going to the shop. I get to go a couple times each year, and it's uh, it's really cool to see that support. And, and to be doing it, as you, as you put it, sort of differently than other teams, right, where they're based out of Charlotte. For Concord and, and for us to be, you know, sticking to being that hometown Abington, Virginia team is, is really cool. And I uh, I enjoy it, so and it's really cool that we get the support we do. Speaking with winning Truck Series driver and pit reporter for NBC coverage of NASCAR is uh, Parker Klingerman here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. So, Parker, as we get set here for the race this weekend in Richmond, there are three races left in the regular season, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona. Uh, Kevin Harvick got that much-needed win last week and now takes a 15 of the 16 playoff spots with the driver's who have wins. Uh, Ryan Blaney is holding on to that 16th position, and with that win from uh, uh, Kevin, it bumped uh, Martin Truex Jr. out of the top 16, so he's in the outside looking in. Uh, he's about 19 points behind Blaney for that final spot. So with three races left to go here in the schedule before the playoffs begin in Darlington, I mean, I've always asked every analyst, analyst that I've talked to, is it possible for us to get 16 or even more than 16 winners uh, before the regular season? Your thoughts... On, on that possibly happening? Oh, I think absolutely. I think this is a huge weekend for Martin Turretts Jr., knowing how good he is there, how good that team was at New Hampshire. Uh, you know, I think this is sort of like a do-or-die moment in terms of, you know, that 19 team making it in the playoffs and getting that win. So I absolutely think it's, it's huge for them. I think for Blaney and that 12 team, you know, they've been so close all year. They were way better there than he had been in the past. I know it's not been one of his best tracks, but I think he's really been able to find the speed there. So I just think you, you have sort of a battle between those two that's really heating up, and then we go to Daytona to end the regular season. So if you get Martin winning here at Richmond, and then you go to Daytona, that's a wild scenario, right? So I think uh, it, I think this is a, you know, a fascinating couple of weeks that we have ahead of us uh, from Richmond to Watkins Glen and Daytona to see who makes it in the NASCAR Cup Series playoff this year because it is, uh, this, is, this is wild to see this many winners, and I just don't think you know, there's any re- I haven't seen any reason as to why there can't be more winners by the time we get to through Daytona. Now, so far this season, you've had a, you've seen a lot of races in, in the Cup Series. Is there anything that's come out to you that, su- that surprised you or caught you off guard of, of, of what we're at to this point in the season so far? Um, I don't know if I've been surprised as much as I feel like it's been really cool to see, you know, the intention of the next-gen car really work out in terms of making the sport more competitive, uh, you know, giving small organizations a chance to compete against the large organizations as we've seen with, you know, Michael McDowell and that front row motorsports team having so much success. And we've seen, you know, so many new faces at the front. I just think it really made the, the Cup Series so competitive throughout the field um, that it's, you know, that's why we're seeing these many winners and it's that, this competitive to get into the playoffs. And I just think, you know, the fans have been reacting to that. You've seen great crowds of the races, a lot of people watching on TV, and I just think overall it's a great time for the sport, and it's really cool that it, you know, sort of centered around this new car that's 
had done a lot of good things in sport. Now, the silly season has already begun in the NASCAR Cup Series, and I think one of the things that's really kind of stood out is uh, Kyle Busch's situation. He's uh, up in the air of what his uh, plans are. Joe Gibbs Racing and them have not so far come up with an extension on his contract. Their sponsorship situations are also going around that as well. Uh, Kyle doesn't know what's going on. I think he's starting to get frustrated with the questions of what his future is going to be. For you personally, what, what have you heard, and, and what do you think of the situation between uh, Kyle Busch and Joe Gibbs Racing right now? Well, I think it's the same you know situation that we've been probably, or the same statements we've been making for the last couple of weeks, which is if you're Joe Gibbs Racing, he's your first choice, right? He's who you want. Toyota wants him. They want him in that 18 car, and I think for him, you know, continuing that is uh, would have been and would be the, you know, the best scenario. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's also a business, right? And, you know, you have a, you have a driver who knows his value and what he's worth and wants to stick to that. And, you know, a team that has finances that they're working within financial restrictions, they're working within that they're saying, you know, this is the level that they're willing to go to. And so I just think it's interesting to see this playing out. Um, You know, I think the, the, you know, we'll see sort of where it all goes, but, it's, uh, you know, it is interesting to see a, a talent of his caliber, uh, you know, easily one of the most, you know, recognizable names in the sport this late into a year without us knowing where he's going to be racing in 2023. So it's, uh, it's a, you know, I think it's a very fascinating thing to see playing out right now. And we'll, uh, we'll have to just stay tuned and see where it all shakes out. Let me ask you now, Kyle does have a, a very, you know, a reputation for being you know, a little honest and, and not afraid to speak his, his feelings. Now, do you think that might have a little bit of a situation with him trying to find sponsorship? Because like you said, here's a top tier driver who every week is going to be talked about. His car is going to be featured and his the, the company's logos will be all over the place. So do you think Kyle's reputation is also affecting his ability to gain some sponsorship? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, I think the, the sport is having to go through an adjustment in terms of, and has been for a long time now with what, you know, with sponsorship in terms of the, you know, the value and in terms of, you know, the amount of sponsors you see on race cars throughout a, a whole season. Um, I think the sport is financially is changing over the next couple of years and, you know, big intention for much of the sport to find a way to, to make that the numbers that you need for sponsorship more in line probably with the value. And so I just think it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting time uh, right now that you have where there's sort of a disconnect between those two. Mr. Klingerman, if our listeners want to follow you on social media and keep up with what's going on, where can they go to uh, get all that social media info, sir? Yeah, so just pkligerman.com is my website. It has everything. It's a social sort of hub. And then all of my social handles are just pkligerman. Hey, this is J.R. Todd, driver at DHL Toyota Camry, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, as we like to every now and then check into the world of short track racing which is constantly going on. Of course, uh, Flow Racing, one of the many websites out there that are covering a lot of the short track action you can check out on the weekends. And one of the many people who keep up with what's going on in the short track world is one of our good friends. He's the host of PRN at the Track. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Lenny Batiki. I need to get that as a ringtone. That's so cool of you, Alfie. <laughs> Thanks for having me on and uh, always being such a great host. Uh, Mr. Batiki, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us here on 
Southern Race Week Radio, sir, great friend of the show, and you always provide us with the latest insight and news of what's going on in the world of short track racing. And, of course, uh, you, we kind of mentioned this a little bit before we went on the air here a couple minutes ago that the weather was a, a big problem for a lot of the tracks along the southeast last week, sir. Yeah, it really got a lot of them out there, and uh, I think Sonoa got to race uh, Saturday night. Uh, it was a kind of a, a standard-issue show, uh, not, not a superstar-laden show. But anytime you can get out to Sonoa, the Pollard family, always uh, such a good host. And uh, they were known across the country. We were up in Pennsylvania at a pavement late model race, uh, Motor Mountain Masters presented by Keen Parts. And uh, a, a hotshot 19-year-old from Michigan, a name I think we're going to hear, uh, he's following in the footsteps of Carson Hosevar, is uh, Evan Shotko, the guy that won up there. Uh, Evan and guys like Bubba Pollard to be racing during the week. And then uh, Bubba Pollard should show up uh, from what the entry blanks and all the pre-publicity say. He'll be at North Wilkesboro in a super late model this weekend, uh, running in the racetrack revival event. So, uh, you know, Georgia fans got a lot uh, going, whether they're sitting, uh, you know, on a, uh, on a grandstand or sitting, you know, watching Flow TV or one of the other uh, pay-per-views. Uh, I think Georgia fans probably have the best opportunity to win most any given race in the country with Pollard and Davenport and, you know, Big Sexy and Little Sexy and so many of the others. And uh, speaking of short track racing, your host, obviously your home track is Charlotte Motor Speedway. You guys had the uh, summer shootout, a name that's here from Georgia, from Stockbridge, Jensen Jorgensen, who came out there and, and did extremely well. He's a regular name at the Thursday Thunder program here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. He wasn't able to complete the whole series in the summer shootout, but he came up there and he, he dominated in wins as, as far as I know there. He, he's done extremely well there. It was cool to see Jensen up here, and virtually every time he came, he made the trip back on 85 with a victory and a trophy. And uh, I know he, he scooted uh, you know, in late, so he didn't get the points. But another product that I really think Jensen has risen uh, within whatever his game is, whatever inspired him, a, a fantastic racer for a long time. Now, anywhere he goes, he is certainly the one to watch in the pro division. From the Summer Shootout Series, uh, Lenny, what were some of the names and some of the drivers that uh, jumped out at you as far as their performances uh, at the Summer Shootout? Oh, I, uh, you know, I like um, Hudson Knight, a kid that uh, ran in a uh, outlaw bandolero, uh, did real well, uh, didn't do overall in the points that well, but whenever he was up front, it was very dominating. He's moving to uh, limited late model, kind of that pro late model stuff, so We'll see how he does uh, in a uh, much bigger racing vehicle. And a number of other drivers that seem to be scattered through the, uh, the fields. Uh, no, no dominant name popped out that I can recall that was uh, so unique and so strong at this point. But I think the, um, you know, it takes usually a season of uh, churning things over. And I like the fact that uh, we didn't get one person that just so overpowered the rest of the field that nobody could be mentioned in the same breath. So a, a good wide open field this year should be a great winter heat. And, uh, you know, uh, the uh, fall season at Atlanta Motor Speedway for what they'll do for a legend. And then, in fact, Atlanta Motor Speedway has got the uh, Bando Nationals coming up in September. So I would say somebody that comes out of Bando Nationals is going to have a great shot 
at the Thursday Thunder and Summer Shootout titles uh, come 2023. Speaking with Lenny Batiki here, host of PRN at the track, as we discuss the latest in uh, short track news. Uh, you mentioned North Wilkesboro. They're having their revival series, a lot of uh, tracks and races going on there at North Wilkesboro. At the end of the month, Cars Tour Series will be having a race out there fe- uh, featuring Dale Earnhardt Jr., which is going to be uh, really cool for a lot of the fans to come out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh Great events that are going on in North Wilkesboro here over the next few weeks and then at the end of the month as well with Dale Jr. Well, you know, most of us that have grown up with Dale know he's got a sense of humor. And uh, when I see him, I think I'm going to go, wow, I've seen you comment on posts that you're watching Car Store TV during the car races. I I guess, you know, now we're letting fans race. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) he'll he'll like that. And uh, we're certainly excited to have him uh, come out and, you know, uh, revive his uh, grassroots uh, side of his career. He's done such a neat job running those Xfinity Series races once, twice a year and such for the uh, NASCAR Series. But to have him out there in what is an amazing-looking Sundrop race car. I remember when uh, I was announcing at Myrtle Beach Speedway during the summers, and uh, his cars looked good. This car, I I think, is the best uh, rendition of his Sundrop Chevrolet that has ever been. So, uh, even if it doesn't go fast enough to win the pole or uh, be on the podium, it's going to be definitely the one that I think everybody will vote best appearing. And, of course, everyone can hear your podcast, PRN at the Track, which is available at the goprn.com website. Just click on Shows and you'll find it. Uh, Lenny, who you got coming up on the on the show this weekend? We've got Chris Ferguson, who a uh, bit of controversy last weekend. Chris explains his side of it. And then we go into why he's been on such a uh, sporadic but wild and uh, woolly schedule. We've got Logan Roberson, Thug Nasty, and a couple other drivers that will fill out the uh, show. So hopefully folks will tune us in and give us a follow on PRN's At The Track. And also congratulations to two Georgia drivers that went up in the Midwest, Jonathan Davenport and Shane Clanton, both picking up late model wins up there towards uh, Wisconsin. So uh, congrats to uh, another couple of Georgia drivers ending up in victory lane. And, of course, keep up with uh, Lenny Batiki on Twitter as well and on Facebook. And don't forget to check out his show, PRN at the Track. Just head over to the website, goprn.com. Click on Shows, and you'll find PRN at the Track. Mr. Batiki, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to join us to break down everything going on in the world of short track racing, sir. And, of course, we'll continue to talk to you throughout the season. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon, my friends. Alfie, thanks. Hey, this is Rutledge Wood from NASCAR on NBC, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Sunday Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline, making her first appearance on Southern Race Week Radio after making her way into the record books last weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway. Let's welcome in late model stock driver, Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Katie Hedinger. Miss Hedinger, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. We know that we're taking a little bit of time away from you because you're currently on vacation. So we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, Katie, this is your first time on Southern Race Week Radio. You're a 15-year-old female driver, 
and you recently made the record books at Hickory Motor Speedway, as we mentioned uh, just a few moments ago, back on July 23rd. But before we talk about all of that in your racing career, since you're this is your first time on the program, usually right off the bat, I like to ask my guests, what got you into the sport? And after doing some research about you, I've learned that you're a third-generation driver, so pretty much this has been in your blood since uh, the day you were born. Yeah, so my grandpa, Jim Hettinger, was a race car driver, and then my dad raced, and then I got into racing. I went to my first race when I was like three weeks old, so I've always known that I wanted to race, um, and it's a big part of my family. So being a third-generation driver, you you never felt like you were forced into the sport? It was something that you just grew to love as you continued to grow, correct? Yeah, I've always wanted to race. It's a huge passion of mine, and I've always wanted to get to NASCAR since I was a kid, so I've always wanted to do it. Now, do you remember your first actual race and how old you were? Um, I don't remember the actual race, but I was five years old when I started racing, and I ran quarter midgets. I ran those for quite a few years, and then I switched to dirt micro sprints, and I ran those for two years. And then we switched over to the Junior Late Moss Series, and I won a championship in that in 2020. And then we started going down south to run late models. Now, having a father who is uh, a driver as well and a grandfather who also grew up in the sport as well, how beneficial was it for you to have gentlemen and people in your life that have been through the sport and being able to prepare you? for Because it is a very dangerous sport when you get in there and strap yourself in these cars and go around the track. So for you personally, how was it like having members of the family who've been there, done that, and able to help you along in your development? Uh, I really like it. Um, it helps a lot because... They both will give me lots of advice with racing. Even if we have my grandpa, he mostly raced open wheel. So, but he would always give me tips on racing when I ran quarter midgets and everything. So it helps a lot because they also like understand my passion and it's not only my dream, but their dream too. So they're making sacrifices and helping me get up through the ranks as well. Speaking with late model stock driver, Katie Hedinger here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, and you made quite an accomplishment uh, last weekend as you're in the history books at Hickory Motor Speedway as becoming the, the winningest driver in female history at the track with five victories. So tell me about uh, that win last weekend, and tell me about uh, the fact when they came and told you that you were the winningest female driver in the long seven-decade operation history of Hickory Motor Speedway. It was really cool because... All season, we've been like, all right, you know, we want to win races. So at the beginning of the season, we started winning more races at Hickory. So we thought about going for the championship, but we decided that wasn't what we wanted to do this year. So we've just been going back and forth. And then we thought about it and we we're like, well, I wonder, like, what female has the most wins? And we never, like, really looked it up or we did and then we forgot. So after I won, everyone kind of came over, like my crew, and we were like, so did we get it? And then the announcer came down and they told us and we were all like, holy crap, we really did it. So it was awesome because the female who had it before, she was a very talented driver. So it's really cool that at 15 and in less than two years at Hickory, I was able to get that record. Absolutely amazing. And being a female driver, you know, there's so many more female drivers getting into racing, getting into the sport. And I'm sure for you personally, when you go to some of these events at Hickory or maybe some other tracks to you attend and race at and to have little girls come up to you, I mean, you're still very young. You're only 15 years old. So what's it like when you have other girls who maybe come up to you, want to do what you do, 
and maybe want to get a picture, autograph, maybe talk to you about what, what kind of advice do you give these little girls when they come up to you and ask about how can they get into racing? Um, I always tell them just go for it because, you know, when I was little, I looked up to Danica Patrick because she was really the main, like, female driver that was up in the ranks of NASCAR, which is what I want to do. So it's really cool for me to be that person for them moving up. And now that I have that record, I can go to them and be like, all right, you know, you want to go beat that record. Now they're working harder and more females are coming up into racing, trying to get more of those records set. Now, you just said it there that your ultimate goal is to get into the NASCAR Cup Series. That's your ultimate goal. How do you want to get there? How 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 is your progress going to be? Are you going to take it kind of slow and develop your way up there? Because you're still, as I said, you're still relatively relatively young. Or are you going to just go all the way, put all your chips in the middle, and, and go for it for the entire thing? How How is your the way you're going to develop get you to where you want to get to? Um, well, I really want to take it slow. I've told my dad and all the people we work with a lot that, I want to make sure that when I get to the Cup Series, I'm there to win a championship because at the end of this year, we're going to run two ARCA races, and so we're going to do that. And then when I run full-time ARCA schedule next year, I want to win races and then move up to trucks and win races. So I don't want to just make it through the race. I want to be there and be a competitor and be a good driver. So then when I get to the top, I'm there winning championships and races. Now, being 15, you're dealing with school, you got friends. I'm sure there's things you want to do outside of racing. So how are you able to balance school, friends, still being able to hang out and be normal, and then also hit the racetrack and and, and race as often as you do? Um, really, it's my parents. They help so much and make a lot of sacrifices for me so I can do what I love. Um, and it is hard a lot of times. I do miss a lot of school, um, but grades, I have to get A's and B's if I want to race, so that's a really hard focus while we're on the road and everything for racing. And then um, friends, I started bringing some friends this year to the races, so that helps. But, you know, NASCAR is going to make me money, so we're going to – that's my main focus other than, um, like, partying and stuff like that. And what do your friends think when you bring them to the track? Because I'm sure some of them have never seen you race or maybe see that other side of you because I'm sure once you get in the car, you get very competitive. So what's it like when you do bring your friends to the track and they see – and they see what you do when you're out there and, and you're racing. Well, I only got, like, a couple close friends. So when I bring them, they really understand, like, how this is my future and how focused I am. So they always, like, ask questions about it, and it's really cool trying to explain it to them, like, the whole racing side. And then um, they always really like watching the races. And Actually, my best friend was there when I won my first race down in Hickory and Limited late model, so... That was really cool, and it's, I'm glad that I got to share that with her. Katie Henninger, uh, a late model driver, now record holder with the most wins by a female in the history of uh, Hickory Motor Speedway. Now, Katie, if our listeners want to follow your progress, keep up with your career, and uh, follow along with what's going on and what other races you'll be attending, uh, where can they go to keep up with you and get a race schedule and information on you? Um, I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and it's all Katie Hettinger Racing or Katie Hettinger. Hi, I'm Nick Sanchez, driver of the number two Maxi Goink Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as I wrap up this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and we appreciate all our great guests joining us this week here on the program. Of course, thanks to pit reporter and driver in the truck series, Parker Klingerman, for joining us to talk a little NASCAR, as well as the host of PRN at the track, 
Lenny Petiki with the latest in short track news. And then, of course, record-breaking short track driver at Hickory Speedway, the lovely and talented Katie Hedinger. So uh, thanks to all those great guests for joining us this week here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And if you want to listen back to this week's episode or any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week, uh, this edition will be available for you on Monday as a podcast at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can head on over to one of those podcast locations. So uh, once again, check out iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And uh, don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You'll get the latest in racing news and information you need from NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, the grassroots racing circuits. You'll get all that information available for you there on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter page as well. And uh, don't forget about the email address. Uh, feel free to send me an email anytime you would like. We'll always go through the emails and check them out, read them, respond to everybody. Or maybe you're a driver out there who's up and coming and want to get featured here on a Southern Racing Radio. Love to introduce our listeners to up-and-coming talent in the short track world. So uh, feel free to email us at srw at, ra- at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week for an all-new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Mommy's all right.